I really wanted to eat that piece of salad. Welcome to Game Life Balance US, the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. We're a lifestyle podcast hosted by adult gamers trying to juggle our hobbies with the increasing demands of the real world. Check out our website for links to connect with us on YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, and more at gamelifebalance.us. And if you like what you hear, then please leave us a review. I'm Stargate Pioneer. And I'm Steven John Drew. And we're from Better Podcasting, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready because geekiness begins in three, two, one. Here we go. watching a, a music video it wasn't actually a music video it was just a video there might have been music i had to turn the volume off but it was of a hermit crab changing shells which they do i knew that i knew hermit crabs change shells because i owned hermit crabs when i was a kid did you know no, that you I, didn't i did i owned hermit crabs no you didn't i swear to god i owned no, like, when? it was like three it was when i was seven i don't know i'm sure it was because my parents were trying to teach me responsibility i think eventually i killed them either way they're kind of cool pets for kids because you know you get to like wake up one day and they change shells they don't do it in front of you because they're embarrassed uh so i know you know like i I know a little bit about hermit crabs so i know they change shells but this one is like living in the ocean it's this video that i'm watching it's living in the ocean you're watching it right now literally as we no i i watched i watched it i was you were telling it Okay, right, past yeah. tense story and present tense. In okay, present yeah. tense, yeah, to make you feel like you're there. Uh, mm-hmm. And not only does it change its shell, but it also, it's got anemones. Anemones. How many enemies? It's got two that are living on it, on its shell, and it, like, peels them off the shell and sticks them on its new shell. It's incredible. I've never found $20. <laughs> This week on Crab Life Balance US, that's probably the most fascinating and entertaining and interesting thing either of us will say on this entire episode. I really did own hermit crabs. Like, it's not a joke. I really did own hermit crabs, and they were cool. They were a cool pet for a kid. Uh, I really did like them, and I did kill them, but I was yeah, little. They didn't last so. long because I knew you when we were about seven or eight. I also, killed, I also killed all of the fish in my parents' fish tank when I was like three, because I woke up in the middle of the night one night and I thought the fish were hungry. So I fed them like an entire jar of fish food and they all died. Why did they eat them? Why, why are animals so dumb that they just like, don't they feel hungry? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. I'm not an animal. This is Crab Life Balance US. Uh, but there are plenty of times, I will say there are plenty of times where I have eaten to the point where I thought I was going to die. So, you know, really, it's basically the same thing. I just got lucky and didn't die any of those times. But rarely do humans lack the Food Life Balanced US lifestyle podcast to- I didn't didn't even tell you who I was. Listener, I'm Jonathan. I'm one of the hosts of Game Life Balance US, the video game podcast. Eh, It's kind of a a lifestyle podcast that you're listening to right now. This is my co-host, as always, Cody Goff. Um, Kind of a lifestyle. It's a a life, well, I mean- Today it's not as much of well it's a it's a it's a marine aqua marine biology podcast. marine life sea life podcast yeah it's a marine life podcast like I said that's what I said that's how it, that's what I said that's how I introed it mm-hmm. yeah that's, um, well that's why we're we're recording actually from a boat today which is very exciting well two different boats because we're not in the same location but no different uh, cities different boats so but I had the I had our our production crew reconstruct the set of my bedroom on the back of this ship. And then uh, I'm using stabilization software so the camera looks straight. So if you're watching this on YouTube, it won't look like I'm on a boat at all. It's, which incre- I guess- it's incredible the amount of money that we've spent on this particular episode when we have zero monies. Yeah. And also, I guess it kind of completely defeats the purpose of recording it from a boat if you can't tell the specifically- truth on a boat. Right. I mean, obviously, you didn't really think this through. I didn't think it through. That was your job. Yeah. So, you, you know, you found your way here. We appreciate it. It's nice to see you, even though we can't see you. Um, we got a, just a couple of things we're going we're gonna to talk about today. We're actually, I think we're going to head it off by going full gamer. Uh, I have a game that I really want to talk about. 
And then I think you've got something stupid. It doesn't really doesn't matter. You used to get something stupid to talk about, but you're gonna talk about something. Am I right? I Is have nothing a- to say to you. So that's actually how that's how this episode's gonna be. Okay, so I think I'm right then. That's kind of the the order of things. Yeah. Well, uh, listen, our sister show, Game Life Balance Australia, usually they go straight into a game review and then they chit chat a little bit about what's been going on in there. Yeah, but they sound Australian, which makes them better than us immediately. They don't even have to I know do, they're better than us, but you they don't they, have to listen. do anything else to be better than us. They just have to sound Australian. I know that, but also because they're upside down to us cuz Earth, if you believe the round Earth theory which debatable. Right. If you believe that, then we need to do everything upside down. So I think that I should give you this stupid anecdote about my life to follow your stupid anecdote about crabs. Incidentally, the stupid anecdote about my life involves crabs. Hi-yo! And then you can talk about Kentucky Route Zero. So all the people that came here from Reddit and all those other sites where I'm going to post this episode, they're going to think, oh, look, a podcast about Kentucky Route Zero. I can't wait to hear what Jonathan Martin, the podcaster, has to say about that. But instead, they have to listen to my stupid story about being tired for the next two to three minutes before they can get to our juicy content. I think it'll probably be more than two to three minutes. Also, I think it's Kentucky Route Zero. Like, it's, it's not get your kicks on Route 66, right? It's get your kicks on Route 66. I think it's Kentucky, it? I think it's Kentucky Route Zero. Isn't that a regional thing? I think it is. I think it's a it's a dialectical. I think it's a dialectical thing. But I think it's a, also. I don't think that's a word. If it were a word, it would be a dialectical word, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I believe it is. I I believe it's Kentucky Route Zero. How would that's they say a, it in Australia? I think they would say it uh, Kentucky Route Zero, mate. Oi, oh, uh, and then they would go into a Cockney accent. Because that's what you just did. That sounded yeah. more Irish to me, actually. Well, it was probably it was more Cockney. It was trying for it was trying for Cockney. I think actually they would say Kentucky Route Zero roughly the same way that we would. Because I'm trying to think of the Australian the Australian accent, and it'd be like, if only we knew some Australians who we could ask and say, how would you say this game's name? We don't know that. Do you know what we happened don't have to me yesterday? We don't have access to them. Tell me what happened to you. We're all I dying went, to know. I went. <laughs> I hate you so much. I went to the gym yesterday. Doesn't that sound nice? Congratulations. Is this is this like a is this important because you haven't been for a while? Yeah, I actually got a membership to a new gym. That's no, that's good. I'll labor this point, but I I went for a free day last week and there were four or five squat racks because it's a bigger gym. They were all taken. So I I go to this gym yesterday, not knowing what I'll do, thinking, well, I'll do leg day if I can. But if all the machines are, are full, I'll do arm day. Before you, so, continue, before you continue, can I ask you a question? Tell me it. So I live, in the, I live in the suburbs of Minnesota where, you know, we have lots of space everywhere. Um, you live in, in, in a big city where there's less space, right? And like all of our gyms around here are the big super gyms that are like just these ginormous buildings, two levels, like a pl- eight billion machines in there. You, you're never you're never not able to get what you want. So how, because in, in, I can't imagine that there's a ton of space in Chicago for these ultra mega gyms. So how are the gyms situated? Are they just like on the bottom floor of a, of a building or something? No, like it's a whole building. It's a whole two-story building. On the side of it, they actually have a rock climbing wall, an outdoor rock climbing wall. It's the width of the parking lot. It's pretty big, a couple stories high. It's, it's a sizable space. They've got three different classrooms. They've got a really big cardio room with 90 bikes or 100-something bikes or whatever and stair masters. And, and then the, the actual gym room itself is with all the weights is really big. It's big. There's, there's room. Believe it or not, not everything is substantially smaller here. It's just it, it depends on where you go. The, the gym in my office building for my day job is really tiny because it's in an office building. Right. But... And the other gym that I used to go to, LA Fitness, which is a garbage gym, by the way. Never, ever go to LA Fitness. I loved my LA Fitness, but it was new. It was brand new when I was a member there. Did you cancel your membership? Because I bet you didn't. Yeah, I did. I just canceled it because we moved. Yeah, yeah. And they let you cancel it? Yeah, I just had to mail in a thing. 
Yeah, check it. Yeah, you had to exactly. You had to mail in a thing. You couldn't just go to the front. You desk literally and say, have to do that at like every gym. I've belonged to three incorrect. gyms. That is not I have correct. To three different gyms in the past. I don't know five years. Literally had to mail in something every single time to all of them. I have belonged. Spoiler alert! I have belonged to three gyms in the last five years, and I have never had to do that except for LA Garbage Fitness. Me, me, there was somebody. Me, me. Bucktown Fitness in Wicker Park. <laughs> you don't have to do that crap. All right. My new gym, you don't have to do that crap. What was the third gym that I went to? Oh, and the tiny HPI, Human Performance Institute, right up in North Center in Chicago. You do not have to do that crap. Okay, so you, so, you went to the gym for the first time in what? How long has it been? I don't know. It doesn't matter. The, the story is about my sleep, not the gym. You didn't let me get there. Yeah, you're confused now. Now what? Yeah. LA Fitness is trash. All right. The like, LA fit, the LA Fitness that I went to was seriously awesome. It really I, was, but it was brand. Not new. only did they, I call and they wouldn't let me cancel my membership. I called and they had billed me for eight weeks of personal training. They billed me literally. They just charged six hundred something dollars to my credit card, and I had specifically written in an agreement and said to them, "No, I'm not getting more." personal training sessions after this. I'm going to buy my little package of them or whatever. And then I'm not doing a personal trainer anymore. And they build it and they would not give me a refund. They wouldn't issue me a refund, even though it was my last like day as a member at the gym. And I had to call corporate after the manager of the LA Fitness in Chicago literally hung up on me when I started getting irritable with her and she was like, um, sir, eh, could you please not curse me out and threaten my life and start tweeting at me that you're going to kill me? Like, that's not a normal response, right? Like, what did she expect me to do? Not that's, those things? That's not a normal response, though. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, she's weak and soft. No, she's soft. S-A-W-F-T. Now what? Did you get your money back? Yeah, from corporate. The, look, the point of the story is that the listener that came here from Reddit wanting to hear about Kentucky Route Zero still has yet to suffer through my insufferable two to three minute diatribe about sleep. I go to the gym, squat racks were open, and I did a leg day essentially. I just did squats, I did some leg curls, I did some leg things, did some whatever, the little the shin, the calves or whatever. And then there was this class. The shinny, so the shinny calves. So, yeah, yeah, those. So at this, at this gym, they have 150 classes a week at the gym that they offer, which is really cool because they're all free. And one is this, it sounded, it was, it's some, you know, like random combination of letters and numbers like P90X, you know, CWMTXL, triple X or it something. It sounds really hard. It sounds like a really hard workout. Right. And I, my understanding was that it was a core workout. So I asked the girl at the desk, is it a core workout? She goes, yeah. It was not a core workout. It was a 30-minute, one of those deals where you've got the class and they play music and you're like doing the weights to the music in a certain rhythm. So you start out really slow and then you're really quickly doing reps and they hit my core and my lower body. So I, I woke up kind of sore this morning, but tomorrow I don't think I'll be able to walk. But the worst part of this was I got home exhausted, fell asleep for like two hours or something, woke up at around two in the morning and basically didn't get back to sleep at all today. Because you were in pain or what? No, I don't know. I, I, I just felt totally jacked with energy. It was like I could go, and I didn't even do a pre-workout supplement because that's, that's what my girlfriend said immediately. She said, you know, what did you take before you went? And I said, nothing. I got a protein shake from the vending machine when I was done, but that was it. So I don't know, man, but beware if you go to the gym for the first time in no. a long time and you end up doing two workouts hitting the same muscle groups by accident and one is cardio which you haven't done in a long time now, could mess with your now, sleep cycle now wait what time did you get done with your workout eight okay and then what time did you fall asleep 10 ish so you got done with your workout at at eight like i think that the general like rule of thumb is you're not really supposed to work out within hours of you trying to go to sleep like because it can screw with your sleep cycle I've never operated that way. You've always just like, you've like hit the gym and then just jumped into bed when you were done? No, I don't jump into bed like, when I'm that's done. Your, that's your normal MO? No, I jump in the shower and then I go to bed. And then you just jump into bed? Yeah. Let me tell you why you sleep like crap sometimes. 
Tell me why I sleep like crap sometimes. It's because you go to the gym and then you jump in the shower and then you jump into bed. That's why you sleep like crap sometimes. Give yourself like a couple hours. Hours and hours. Give yourself four hours in between. I give myself a couple hours. A couple is two, all right? In some worlds. Maybe maybe in America in some places. Maybe in your neck of the woods. I just think that was probably part of the problem. I think part of the problem was you just tried to sleep immediately following a, a workout, which is... I don't know, dumb. Well, anyway, it all worked out really well because when I couldn't sleep, what did I do? Played Final Fantasy XIV for like five hours. And that That's was fun. That's where this story was going. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where the, so you're still playing that game. It's amazing. I'm super, super addicted to it. You disappeared, you, you disappeared for a while. I know I disappeared right now, but you disappeared while I was playing it because you were in Spain or whatever. And like, that's more important, I guess, than playing Final Fantasy XIV with me. Whatever. Uh, you're back now, though. You resubscribed. Still loving it? Yeah, yeah. I have a level 32 Thaumaturge. So once I get a little further, we're going to raid together. I think you, you, should be a jo- you should be a job now. You should go get your black mage on. I actually, I, I actually was going to do some Archer side quests yeah. tonight. or Well, tonight I have to sleep right after the podcast because actually as soon as we're done recording around 9 p.m., I'm going to go to the gym and do arm day and then come home. And then you're going to jump into bed. Jump into bed. That's how my day is structured now. Okay. We figured it out. Yeah. Can I tell you one other really quick story now because now I have to? Yeah. Because this is a live story that's happening. This is this is actually extreme. So, last week, I left last last week at my work at my day job, a a high speed internet cable was severed somewhere in the suburbs, and it cut off our company's servers from all communication. So, like my entire global firm's email system was down, and all of our internal services. Okay. Which this happens, right? Like, I mean, my sister worked in HR in Washington, D.C. She said this happened to a, a company next to hers. It, it just happens, you know. Our, I've literally never heard of that happening. But that makes sense, though. It's, it's, a, um, it's a, well, it's, it's happened. It happened. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it happened. It's possible, it. right? And I mean, I, I don't work for a small fry company. I work for a billion-dollar firm, right? So this, you know, it's nobody's fault. It's not like people aren't investing. It's just sometimes things happen. It's like if a power line goes down, you don't have electricity, you don't have electricity. So I ended up leaving work a little bit early because there were, I mean, you couldn't communicate and our, everything was down. So I left early and I was all excited. I'm like, oh my God, I get an hour extra daytime to, ex, you know, to enjoy life in the world and I'm going to get home early and I can get home and edit a podcast or play Final Fantasy and then I'll have my whole night ahead of me. So I get home, get this. I had put, there's a flash drive on my keychain that I had put in my computer to edit a WGM podcast that morning. That morning, I didn't feel like ejecting it because I was in the middle of an editing session. So that morning when I left for work, I said to my girlfriend, oh, hey, there's a, uh, oh, my keys are in the thing. You'll be here when I get home, right? She goes, sure. So I'm all excited. I'm home by four. It's like, I mean, this is like Christmas day for me, one extra hour of free time. And I get up to the front door and realize I don't have my keys. Hmm. And she was home, but she was doing a podcast with her sister on Google Hangouts, mm-hmm. like we're doing right now. Right. And being the loving, amazing, immaculate, perfect boyfriend that I am, despite the fact that it was 80 degrees and humid and I was in my work clothes, I didn't want to buzz and interrupt her podcast. So I just stood there for about a half hour. And then when she was done, I, I got into my apartment. That, I mean, that's, that's really big of you. That's not why I'm telling the story. Okay. I'm telling you the story because I just got a message. Wait, is she standing outside right now? Like outside of the apartment, just standing there? Literally, Yes. <laughs> So with that in mind, I'm going to walk over to the buzzer and let her in now because I could have just said, hey, John, I'll be back in 10 seconds and not made a thing of it. But it's hilarious to me that this happened to both of us in the same week. And I'm going to go let her in while you start to talk about Kentucky Route Zero or something. I'm assuming her podcast is better than ours. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's not that hard. Yes. 
I can Actually, go. Actually, do the Gunna Geek promo reads while I'm gone. Let's pause oh, yeah. for a commercial break. Yeah, sure. Commercial break. So, uh, listener, we are, uh, we've talked about this before on previous podcasts. We have not mentioned it yet today, though. We are members of a, uh, a, a podcasting cooperative called the Gunna Geek Network. We are a group of podcasts that deal with all sorts of different topics over geek culture. Some of them very specific, some of them broad. Uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, Tyrion's Landing, which is our um, Game of Thrones podcast, their most recent episode is uh, episode 110, season six highlights. Jeannie, Nikki, and Rachel talk favorite scenes from season six, the Game of Thrones election candidates, and the Game of Thrones concert is coming. So as you can see, that's just like a Game of Thrones specific podcast. Then we also have um, a, like a podcast called All Things Good and Nerdy, which is all things that can be from all over different gaming culture, or I should say uh, different nerdy culture. Uh, so last, thing, all, last All Things Good and Nerdy ep- episode was All Things Good and Nerdy 225, Make America Branigan. Naki is away this week, but the crew powers through. Willie has an update on PlayStation VR. Chris has found out Steam, Amazon, and Sony are offering refunds on No Man's Sky. And Anthony has discovered that the MCU cap is no longer cap. To wrap up the show, the crew plays a game of Make America Branigan, trying to determine whether quotes are from Zap Branigan or Donald Trump, which sounds like it could be a pretty fun game. And then there's a host of other podcasts as well that are definitely worth listening to. And we're back. And if you, listener, want to sponsor this podcast, I promise most of our episodes are better than this. Then email us at unqualifiedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find our information at gamelifebalance.us. And now John will present actual content. That's right. I'm, I'm going to go, hang on, full gamer. If you're watching on YouTube, John literally just had a seizure. Another so. seizure. Another seizure. I was introing the segment. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah, uh, I've, I've wanted to talk about this game for weeks. Kind of almost the, from the very moment that I sat down to play it, I wanted to start talking about it. But I wanted to. I, I decided that I needed to get further into the game before I really. I needed to see what what else was there before I continued to before I really talked about it. So, I want to talk about a game called Kentucky Route Zero. Have you ever heard of this game? Are you sure it's route and not route? Like I said, I mean, you you say Route sixty six. You don't say Route sixty six. Yeah, but I have a router. I get. I mean, you also say like I've got a paper route. You can also say I've got a paper route. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could say them both. I think they're both acceptable. I feel like, I feel like, uh, root is kind of, you know, how it, how it's like, a, that's like, it's like a local say, it's like a, it's a, it's a homey feeling. It's got a, oh, okay. feeling. you know what I mean? I, I think, I think you're just looking for any excuse to say the word root for any reason. And I like think I know search. what I would call that. I think I know what I would call that. I would call that root search think this is what we're experiencing at this exact moment okay so so yeah what yeah what if i told you that there was a game out there that was a an adventure game that kind of paid homage to maybe x files and and twin peaks a little bit without as much horror without as much like um you know, X-Files had, a, like, people died in X-Files. Uh, there were some pretty gritty, gritty storylines. Um, in Twin Peaks, it was all, the whole show was was the exploration of a murder that happened in this weird town, right? So, it, so minus those, like, grittier aspects, but it still keeps a lot of, like, the weird supernatural uh, aspects, as well as, like, the strange characters what if i told you there was an adventure game like that how would that make you feel about this particular game good i guess so like uh something interesting yeah i guess interesting depending on the game and i i do understand this is a point and click adventure game so it's it's not because it's paid it's played with a gamepad and i'll talk about how this game is a little different from other adventure games so um in in your stereotypical adventure game there is problem and then there is solution to problem and generally solution to problem is solved by items or a combination of items that's generally how it works and yeah that's how a point and click adventure game generally works so you'll 
find a, a hole in a wall that needs filled and you find like it's got a diamond shape and then you find a crank that has like a circular shape on it and then you and, and it's got a, a it's got an, a wood circular shape on it and then you find like a wood a whittling knife and then you whittle you use the whittling knife on the crank change it into a diamond shape and then you use the diamond thing on the hole in the wall whatever that's the kind of solution you see to your kind of your standard adventure puzzle type thing standard. and throughout the course of, of a general of a generic adventure game generic's not a nice word but it's the first word that came to mind uh it like you you'll un, in, uncover like a story as well the best adventure games have a, a story that pushes you through the game that are fun to explore the most recent one that i talked about was broken age which i really enjoyed it was a very standard adventure game formula it was the find the items. It, it had a couple of things that subverted the genre, but generally it was your standard adventure game. Mm-hmm. So, to the Moon would be another example. I don't know because I haven't played it. I know you have. You haven't played have, To the Moon? I have not. But oh, I, know you, right. I, I know you played it. Um, so this game is an adventure game in that, like, there's no combat or anything. You are going from, like, location to location. You are... You're not really picking up items. So... This game is all about telling a story of this guy named Conway. So you you play the role you take the role of Conway. You are a truck driver for an antique shop that's closing and you are delivering your final load of antiques to a place on a street called Dogwood Drive and you're driving through Kentucky and you can't find Dogwood Drive. So you stop in this small town to figure out where you're supposed to go and you quickly learn that you need to go through uh, Route Zero. You need to go through Kentucky Route Zero to get to Dogwood Drive. Uh, The game is is divided into four acts with a number of scenes per act. Like I think act one has seven-ish scenes, act two has 10 scenes. I just finished act three, it was 12 scenes or something like that. Um, But... That's and that's like the general framing of of the game. But when you get to these different locations and trigger these scenes, there's not like a puzzle there. All there is to do is talking to people and the decision as to what your character or characters that are with you are going to say. And that's it. And re- kind of regardless of what you say, the story moves on. So the story... You get, you get pushed through the story and the entire point of the game, from what I can tell, is to frame your characters in whatever way you want within the confines of, of the options you're given for the characters to say. And that's it. The, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. And I'll give you an example of why it is an incredible way to tell a story in a video game. It's... It's seriously, and this is just this is just the example that I that I was thinking of. But these happen all over the game. But it is the earliest one. It's the very first thing that happens, and I think it very very um, illustrates beautifully illustrates this point that I'm making. So you pull up to this gas station. The very first scene of the game, you pull up to this gas station and you get out of the car. the The graphics are this really minimalist kind of stark. Uh, big blocky colors, v- little definition to anything. It just it's a it's beautiful for the game. Uh, it's very dark, uh, and just in terms of light, the amount of light in the game, um, not like dark in tone. Uh, but you pull up to this gas station and it's nighttime, and there's a there's a guy that's sitting in a chair outside of the gas station, and you have a dog with you, and the dog gets out of the car, uh, and you walk up to this guy, and the dog walks up there with you, and the guy's like. Hey, nice to meet you. My name's Jeff or Smith or whatever his name is. And he says, that's an interesting looking dog. Uh, why, why is he wearing a straw hat or something like that? What's his name? Because your dog is wearing a straw hat like dogs do. Um, and you get three options. And the three options are his name is Blue. Uh, it's, it's his name is Blue. He doesn't have a name, but he's been, or his name is Dog. Uh, I found him and he's just been keeping like been a companion of mine since we've been on the road. And then third is just, he's just some stray mutt. And you take a look at these three options and it's the very, again, it's the very first kind of decision you're making in the game. 
And every time that somebody refers to this dog after, they will refer to him by whatever you pick here in this decision. Huh. But you, if you think about like those three particular decisions, the first one, like if you say his name is Blue, it gives you, it gives you the information that Conway and Blue have been together for a while. They have an established relationship. They're obviously friends. Like Blue is important to Conway. If you say that the dog's name is Dog, it's that Conway and Blue probably don't, haven't, haven't been with each other that long, but he's been kind of hanging out with Conway for a good amount of time. He's keeping Conway company on the road, that kind of thing. And then for the third, for the third option, he doesn't have a name. He's just like a mud I picked up on the road. It's framing it as this dog is not important to Conway and is probably not going to be that important to him throughout the course of the whole rest of the story type thing. And it, I don't, so again, I'm only playing through this game for the first time, but I, I'm getting the impression that all these scenes still happen and all of these dialogue options still happen, but it's just framing your characters and how you want the characters to be throughout the story. It sounds to me like this game is kind of a Knights of the Old Republic or a Mass Effect, kind of a Bioware kind of a game where you make all these dialogue tree decisions and that influences the plot later. Isn't that kind of just what you're saying this is? Except the thing is, is it's, it's not in, it doesn't influence the plot. I don't think it influences the plot. I think the story, I think the creator of the game is telling a very deliberate story. I think the story happens regardless of what you do. It is just how you frame your characters, how you feel like you want to frame the characters. Um, in kind of this like wacky, weird, super s- semi-supernatural universe that has created. Because basically what ends up happening is you make it to the zero. You make it to Kentucky Route Zero. And it doesn't follow like standard physics. Like root zero is a big circle. And as you go around root zero, different things appear. Um, so that's like at, at the, that's like at the base of the, of the game are these different, you go from scene to scene and you um, live out this story and it's slightly light, light spoilers. I don't want to get into super heavy spoilers because the whole, the game is the story here, but Conway doesn't travel by himself the entire story. Obviously, he's got Blue with him from the start of the story, but he meets some other people along the way. And there's this really interesting thing that happens where you'll get to a scene and you'll be given a dialogue option. And you'll be given like a dialogue option that Conway says one thing, but then two of the other options are like a different companion saying something instead. So it's like a completely different character taking over the conversation with this other NPC. But this happens in Chrono Trigger. There's different dialogue for every amalgamation of a party that you have for every cutscene once you can change party members. I'm probably not doing a good job of, of kind of explaining why it's different and kind of what makes it special, though. Um, so you're saying this does it differently than other games have done it in the past? Than I've, than I've ever seen, yes. Okay. Yeah, because the, the perspective of the scenes change. There are scenes where you're not even in control of the main characters. You're in control of like a different group of people that are responding to your main characters talking to them, huh. which is, yeah, which okay. is, which is this really weird kind of like out of body experience, but there's still a very obvious main protagonist. I mean, Conway is still the main protagonist of the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it plays with those, it plays with those perspectives. Um, but then all of the connective tissue of the game is what is really the cool stuff about it as well. So you feel like you're, you really feel like you're in kind of the boonies of Kentucky when you're playing the game because of the, um, because of the atmosphere, because of the different settings uh, for the different scenes that you're in. You'll get done with a scene and you'll be walking down a hill and the camera will like pan really far out and there'll, there'll be a, somebody's got like a bonfire going. You don't see any of it explicitly, but you can tell just by the way the shadows are playing. And a song just starts playing by like a, a bluegrass song just starts playing by like a band. And you'll be like walking down a hill. You'll see you'll see like a, a, a bonfire that you can tell is a bonfire because of the way the shadows are playing along the wall. And it'll pan back out and you'll see the silhouettes of like a bluegrass band playing. 
and there'll be this three minute long song with words and everything, just a song that you can just sit there and listen to. You don't have to, you can continue on with the game. You can go drive off, but it's just like, it's there. It's a beautiful song. It was, it was awesome. It was such a cool scene. I just sat there and listened to the whole thing. It was great. And then kind of like the barbershop quartet singing the beach boys. Very much, in like, by a, very, okay. much very much like that. Um, and then in between the, there's, there's actual, there's, there's driving on a map. So you have like a, a very bare bones map and your truck is signified, symbolized by just a wheel on the map. And you move around the map to get to the different locations that you're supposed to go to. So somebody tells you, Hey, you need to like turn left at the tree. That's always on fire to get to this place. And you're driving mm-hmm. and there's a tree that's on fire because the tree's always on fire. Right. Because it's this weird, it's this weird place. Like Kentucky is a weird place and the route zero is a weird place. And so you, um, you, you like drive your little wheel on this map, go through the different streets. All the streets have different names uh, and like get to the location that you're going to and enter that location that way and start a new scene. Um, but just like the reason why I brought up Twin Peaks when I very first started talking about the game is because you've watched Twin Peaks. I've watched Twin Peaks. You know how people talk to each other in Twin Peaks, um, excluding, excluding the main character, excluding the main detective, but people talk to each other in Twin Peaks, in my opinion, like they're not real people. Like people say things that normal people would never say to each other when they're like greeting them um, or when they're just like talking about general topics. Like sometimes conversations don't flow in what is a normal manner for, manner for conversations to flow. Sure. Like it's just a lot of times it's just a bunch of non sequiturs, right? That people just say like back and forth, sometimes that have like nothing to do with one another. But that happens all the time in that show. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, that happens in this game too. And th- there'll be times where like, you- you'll come up on this scene that doesn't make any type of like logical sense in the normal physical world. And rather than the characters like questioning what what is happening or like what's going on, they instead like, like the character that they that they approach is just like, this is a pretty good cup of coffee I'm drinking. Right, which is the kind of thing that happened in Twin Peaks, like things that should seem unnatural, are just played off as natural. Yes, like the scene where uh, one of the teenagers that I can't stand goes to do Meals on Wheels and brings it to the old lady's house, and there's yes. just a kid sitting there being super creepy for no reason. Yes, and yes. he's acting like everything is perfectly normal, or exactly. the log lady just talking to a log, and everyone exactly. just kind of exactly okay. that's all over this game are, are just these really weird situations that would, would for any normal person would be like terrifying and, or, and, or creepy. And for the, the characters in the game, they just, every, everything just kind of, it rolls on. Like the game just kind of rolls on. Like it feels like, it feels like the narrative is just kind of, just kind of like washes over you and it just washes over the characters. And it is, it is unlike any other experience with a game in terms of storytelling than I have ever had. Now, how far into the game did you get? I'm on the last act. So I just, finished, I just oh. finished Act 3. Now, this game released in four parts. Like, it was, a, it, was a, it was a game where you bought it once, but it wasn't finished. So they, it has been being released, I think, over like three years. And they, the final act was finally released. So um, I'm I'm just starting Act Four. Okay, because just from the Wikipedia page, the it's interesting because the Metacritic score actually increases for each act up until Act Three, and I guess the Game Developers Choice Awards gave Episode Three best narrative in 2015. So episode, episode Three was Act Three was excellent. Yeah, that's it what it really like. good. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. And so it's just been. Like it has been, like I said, I, I don't have a, like another way to describe it other than it has been unlike any other narrative and presentation of a narrative in, than any game I've, um, I've ever played. And the characters are the, just the, the interaction between the NPCs and kind of the, the player characters is so unique. The world is just so weird. It's so awesome. It is just so awesome. And there's, 
there's some like there's there's so much backstory that just kind of gets alluded to like nothing has to be spelled out explicitly you you can infer the tragedies that have happened to a lot of these characters just by the interactions and the dialogue that comes up organically between them and it it gives you such a strong feeling and empathy for these characters without ha- having the game have to be like yes 10 years ago my mother died in a tragic fire and that's why i have a problem driving near fire that kind of thing that doesn't happen sure okay but but it's all it's all it's far more subtle and it's far more elegant it's just it is a it is a beautiful game it is a beautiful game it is the kind of game you know my my wife doesn't i pretty much can't get her to play anything i've kind of given up completely it is the kind of game though that i feel like you should honestly play with your girlfriend and you should just play through it because it is such a it is such a it's 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 just a purely narrative experience but it is something that like it is unique to video games because of the way it is presented. Yeah, I, I like stuff like that. We actually played through the Dream Machine Chapter 1, which is a straight point-and-click game. We actually made a Let's Play video of it. Well, I, I, did, I made a kind of a supercut, a three-minute a three minute kind of Cliff's Note version of it. The highlights. The highlights. I never, I never post, I never uploaded it to our YouTube channel, but uh, I think I wanted to add some subtitles because the audio is not great. But I'm thinking about uploading that. But this sounds like it'd be good. And also, according to the Wikipedia page, where I do all my research, the developers were influenced by David Lynch, as you mentioned, and also Flannery O'Connor and Gabriel Garcia Marquez, who my girlfriend talks about all the time as a very well-known Latin American author. So now, so I think just that would, would have her pretty hooked actually on the idea. So I'm going to, I may check this out. And is it on sale? I don't think it's ever been on sale. I actually got Often. it as part of a Steam or um, the Humble Indie Monthly Bundle, which is that thing that I'm subscribed to where 12 bucks a month that you get just a, they have a curated bundle that... wait. You just get a bundle every month for 12 bucks? For 12, subscriptions? For, for 12 bucks. You get like seven or eight games. One of them was Kentucky Route Zero, one Kentucky Route Zero, one of the months on top of a bunch of other games. Um, and I got it there. And I was so excited when I got it because I had heard such crazy things about it. And I had heard that it was like a video game Twin Peaks. And that is one of my favorite TV series of all time. So I was super excited to finally get a chance to play it, and it has not disappointed at all. That is so it was, awesome. Yeah, so it was in one of those. And like, I, I really feel like you and Casey need to play it because it, it, is, it, is, a, it is just such a, uh, it's such a cool, weird thing unlike anything else I've ever played. Yeah, no, I mean, some of the characters you talk about remind me of actually, if you look up on your screen now on Google Hangouts, uh, that's the Wyatt family. The WWE's The Wyatt Family, Bray Wyatt and his family. Yeah, yeah, The Wyatt Family. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think if I had to, you know, other than David Lynch and Gabriel Garcia Marquez, I, I would say The Wyatt Family is what I thought of when I, when I thought of the whole kind of weird, creepy swamp family thing. But not swamps, because sure. there's no swamps in Kentucky. Are there? I don't know if there's swamps. Okay. Pro- there's probably... Swamp-ish areas in Kentucky. No, no it's fine. I'll, I'll check. Um, I'll listen to the... I think they're actually talking about that in the next episode of Topography Life Balance US. Or Topography Life Balance... No, it would Australia, be US no, that would be Australia. No, that'd be the Australia edition. They know. Well, why would Australia talk about Kentucky? Because that's, that's part of the... Top, I mean, they're interested in parts of the world other than just Australia. Ah, that's true. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm sold. This sounds like a cool game. You yeah, it no, how I'm many well, stars... I will say it's like 13 out of um, jar of jelly. Ooh. So I will, say, I will say, though, that this is probably one of the first games that I've been super, super excited about that I can also say it's, it's not for everybody because it is, a, it is a quiet, patient game with basically no gameplay, right? I mean, like the gameplay is sheerly just making these, these decisions as to what you're going to say. And I really don't think that they have much consequence in terms of the, like the narrative. I, th- I really think, and I'll have to look this up when I'm all done. I, I've, I don't want to read anything about this game 
while I'm playing it, but after I'm done, I'm going to. But I really don't think that the scenes play out pretty much like there are, there aren't scenes I'm missing. Like I think all of the scenes are there regardless of like what you say and what you do. It's, it's just like all, watching a movie. Yeah, only you kind of get a chance to 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 learn about the characters how you want. Uh, like do you like do you want more insight on this character? Do you want more insight on this environment that you're in? Go like look around a little bit and maybe you'll find something, but it kind of doesn't matter if you do or not. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sold. That's a, and how long is it? Not long. There are some scenes. So I've been doing a thing where, um, very intentionally, I just do one scene of an act a day in the morning when I wake up. And there are some scenes that are literally like 30 seconds long. So I'll do the scene and then I'll just quit because I say, I'm, I only want to do one. Cause I kind of want to make it last. Cause I'm really loving what I'm playing. And then there are other scenes. There's a scene that's as long as like 30 minutes that I just did. If you're willing to, uh, if you're willing to explore everything. So an it. act might be the length of a movie. I, I don't even think three that. hours. I don't even think that maybe one, maybe one hour. Oh, per okay. act. I'd say like, like the length of an episode of a TV show. Awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. It, it's really awesome. It is really awesome. It tells a crazy awesome story. Well then, Kentucky Road Zero, check it out. Who developed it, etc. I don't know anything about this game. I don't, I've never I, heard of it. I can't even remember. Uh, the name is at the, the name of the developer is at the bottom of the pause screen. That's that's all I can remember. That's it's like smart. that's smart. So that way, people that play the game, even if they don't know the developer, can remember the name of the game, unless they host a video game ish podcast, in which case they have no idea. It's cardboard computer cardboard computer something like that no that's literally i'm reading it yeah it's something on like the that. internet so you could say that it's cardboard computer and be right yeah it might be cardboard computer so cool well good well then that and it's brings us... i want to talk to you about it in a more specific manner so you need to freaking play it i'll get right on that as soon as i'm done Grinding. I, I have to affix materia to some objects as both a weaver and a goldsmith in Final Fantasy XIV. And then I have to level up my archer so that I can advance from a thaumaturge to a black mage. Mm-hmm. So that could, that could take some time. I also just took on five uh, fishing guild hests. I don't know why. I don't think I should fish. Well, take four to game. five hours out of your time and play Kentucky Route Zero with your girlfriend and, uh, and then go right back to it. Okay, I can do that. And listener, check out our YouTube channel if you want to maybe see some kind of Let's Play thing if I ever decide to go in and add subtitles to the Dream Machine. Cause now I, and you, can you play Kentucky Route Zero with a controller? Yeah, it's all with gamepad. All right. And is the dialogue spoken? No. It's not? Okay. Because... In the Dream Machine, the music is very, is very ambient, just kind of ambiental, ambiental. What what was the word for that? Just it's ethereal. It's very ambient solicity. Delicious. It's not active. It's very slow and, and you know, it's like click here, open the door, walk and get this from the kitchen. Click here, and it, it's a little slow and plodding. And she, it made her sleepy. Like she actually started falling asleep during it. So we got rid of it. So those games can be tricky to play with a person sometimes if the pacing is off. But if it's really interactive and you're making a lot of decisions, I could see that going better. You're, I mean, you're constantly, you're constantly making decisions as to what you're going to say. Constantly. Like that is always happening. And the scenes are generally very short. Okay. There, right. are, only, there are only a handful that are long right. at all. And so is my attention span. So that works. Perfect. Great. Good times. Well, I'll let you know how that goes. And... Uh, Listeners can, can, of course, find us many, many places to hear the episode from next week. This is, this is interesting ending to the podcast, or I guess not really interesting particularly, but just slightly different than normal, because at this point we usually plug the Gun and Geek Network, but we already had a commercial break earlier, so we're yeah, all we good already, there. Yeah, we don't even need to do that. You're right. So we've got a little closing deal, but I, I will say we are not sponsored in any way by anyone. We are not paid, and I'm just going to be totally transparent about it. If you do want to run some sort of ad on our website, GameLifeBalance.us, or on this podcast, we have a lot of distribution through the Gun and Geek Network and through WGM+. But 
we are not getting reimbursed for any of this. And if anything, I'd like to make a couple bucks at some point just to cover the hosting fees because I pay a couple hundred bucks a year probably for hosting fees. So um, not a big deal, but yeah, seriously, if you've got an indie game you've ever worked on, if you came from Reddit and you know somebody that runs a small business, especially in Chicago or Minneapolis where we're based or anything, literally anything that you want to talk about or whatever, we'll, we'll, we'll run a, a couple spots for you. We'll make it cheap and we'll make it worth your time if you know what I mean. So there's my super shameless shill for sponsors, but I just wanted to be really transparent about it because I don't know, it's easy to come off as a joke, but it's not. <laughs> and yeah. Getting remunerated for expenses is always uh, a nice thing, although we have fun doing it. You know, it, it's always nice. So anyway, I hope that you enjoyed this thing that we just did, the Game Life Balance US podcast, uh, the, which is the American edition of the Game Life Balance podcast. And if you don't want to give us money, fine. Please like, share, and subscribe if you enjoyed this episode. That also does a lot for us. And leave us a review if you really want to make our day. iTunes is always wanted. Google Play Music, uh, Podcast Store, all that, Stitcher, all those good places. You can find us on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageek.com. And you can find us on WGN Plus, the official podcast network of Chicago's WGN Radio at WGNplus.com. And you can learn more about Game Life Balance, including contact information and links to our sister show in Australia at GameLifeBalance.us. John recently guest hosted a kind of an offshoot episode of Game Life Balance Australia on their channel, uh, on their YouTube channel and their, their, their iTunes feed. And you may see me there soon. <gasps> I'm just saying. I don't so, want to see you anywhere else. I know you don't, but no, check it out. They're funny. They're funny. They're very, very, very funny. I like them. They're better than you. They are better people than me. They are better podcasters than me. They are not better than me at threatening the lives and families of gym club owners who will not refund my money. You have that on lockdown. Presumably. Australia is a pretty rough place. <laughs>